1: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews Podcast. Brighten your day with a book.
0: Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? I am well. Although last night I went to a school event for my son, a spooky night thing, didn't really want to go. And I was starving. I was so hungry. I thought I've got to eat. I really have to eat. I hadn't eaten enough that day, needed to eat, was going to be there for far too long. So I thought, right, what is the to eat? The only thing they were selling were hot dogs. Now, it might surprise you to know, but I have never had a hot dog before in my life. And after eating one my conclusion is that i will probably not have another one again in my life what food group are hot dogs supposed to be they are not meat are they well this i know it was it wasn't a vegetarian one but it doesn't it's just weird weird taste weird sensation weird smokiness i tried covering it i tried a a child's approach covering it in ketchup to get through it it wasn't even proper ketchup, watery ketchup. I'm sorry. So I have survived that experience and I'm very glad it's over. But we have a wonderful experience tonight because uh, last night there was the Crime Writers Association Award Ceremony and there were lots of different categories, lots of different authors. And I thought, hang on. What about if we go through them together, have a little award ceremony of our own and just see if there's any names that we haven't heard of before, what the books are about. I just have a little have a little crime loving, really. So bear with me. It's going to be a long it's going to be a long podcast because there are quite a few categories, but some really interesting books. So um, if you haven't heard of the CWA before, as I say, they're the Crime Writers Association. They're UK based. They were set up in the 1950s. So been going a year or two. And really, they're there to help support crime writers. Um, They've got an annual conference, the annual awards, and you have to apply to become a member. So it is a privilege to to be a member. And last night they had the, the award ceremony where the winners were announced. All very exciting. Now, I love crime stories. I don't like real crime as much as fiction, because I just want to be in the world of pretend, thank you very much. But it's quite hard to find new authors, I find, because I live in a rural area. So when you go to a bookshop, or the library, and go to their crime section, it's quite small. And not all the time, but sometimes it's quite predictable. So it's good to get some fresh ideas for who I might want to be following what books I'm going to be putting into my shopping basket and purchasing imminently. So I, I thought it'd just be good to have a look. Um, so the first prize they awarded was for a career of sustained excellence and a significant contribution to the genre. Don't worry, that's the longest title there is. Others are much more pithy than that. But this was awarded to Robert Goddard. Now, don't know if you've read any of Robert's books. I'm sure you have because He's been writing for so long, and there's so many of them, but normally they're sort of standalone thriller crime, I would say. Not so much detective, but you're looking for twists and turns, a gripping story. Um, He writes in different historical times and present times, all sorts of things. Um, I've enjoyed his books, and the latest one that I haven't read is called One False Move. Um, And the the premise is that how Joe Roberts does what he does is a mystery. He has a brain that seems able to outperform a computer... To a games company like Venstrom, that promises big profits if his abilities can be properly exploited. So they send Nicole Nevison to track him down and make him an offer too good to refuse. But Venstrom aren't the only people interested in Joe. His current boss, a shady businessman, is already making serious money out of Joe's talents and isn't going to let him go without a fight. And then there are other forces with still darker intentions who have their own plans for him almost before she knows it nicole's crossed an invisible line into a world where the game being played has rules she doesn't understand and where no one can help her win but win she must because the battle now isn't just for joe's mind it's for nicole's life that's definitely a Um, so As I say, if you haven't read of any of Robert Goddard's, I'd start with some of the earlier ones. Lots Into the Blue, Fault Lines, all sorts of books. Libraries usually have a good selection of them. But I think that's great that he's won the the award for this for a career of sustained excellence, because he absolutely has has delivered with that. So the next award was the biggie, the CWA Gold Dagger. And this was awarded awarded to well the the author's name for his books is M W Craven Mike Mike Craven And I know I've talked about his books before, so I apologise. But come on, guys, he won the gold dagger. I'm allowed to mention it just one more time. So the first book in this principal series is called The Puppet Show. He has written other books as well, uh, and I believe they're being re-released. So that'll be interesting to to see. Um, Mike was a probation officer. He ended up being assistant chief executive, then gave that up to become a full time author based in the Lake District. Uh, other credits include he was in the army. He's got a degree in social work and he's an otter specialist. There we go. A varied career and uh, array of interests. Um, the Puppet Show is the is the first book in the series of the sort of Tillian and Poe. Um, and I don't wish to go on too much about it, but I would say that these books are fantastic. They are det- pure detective um, but with great characters super setting in the late district twists and turns and i've read book two black summer which is an excellent follow-on and there are more in the making so it's certainly a, a decent series to get stuck into um, the cover of the puppet show looks a bit like it's quite a horror look i think which is why i was put off originally picking the book up um, because I just thought, oh, it's too Stephen King for me. So it's sort of fires and, and blazing and uh, really emphasis on the puppet show. Um, and the, the premise of this is a serial killer is burning people alive in the late District's prehistoric stone circles. He leaves no clues and the police are helpless. When his name is found carved into the charred remains of the third victim, disgraced detective Washington Poe is brought back from suspension and into investigation he wants no part of. Reluctantly partnered with the brilliant but socially awkward civilian analyst Tilly Bradshaw, the mismatched pair uncover a trail that only he is meant to see. The elusive killer has a plan and for some reason Poe is part of it. As the body count rises, Poe discovers he has far more invested in the case than he could have possibly imagined. And in a shocking finale that will shatter everything he's ever believed about himself, Poe will learn that there there are things far worse than being burned alive. Hmm. Now, um, there's 370 ratings on Amazon. Sorry, other comparison shopping sites are available. But of those 370, he's got an average of 4.8 out of 5. That's a really high score. Uh, And I just think it's a a cracking story. He's a very accomplished author and he's a very kind, nice man. When I was having a bad day, having been rejected by an agent, he was very kind to me and I will never forget that. So there you go. So that is the CWA gold dagger that went to M.W. Craven of The Puppet Show. So As we would in an award ceremony, shall we just break for a drink quickly? Now, I don't have a glass of champagne or anything like that. I've got a glass of water or a cup of coffee. So I'm going to have a cup of coffee. This is vanilla flavoured coffee. So it's something with a twist. So excuse me while I have a little sip. You have your drink as well. And then we'll get back to the next award. It's very exciting. Or is is it just me being excited? Never mind. Love books. Who cares? So that was mm, that was a very nice slurp of coffee. Uh, so let's get back to the next award. So the next one was the CWA John Creasy Award, which is for New Blood. And this was given to the winner of this was Chris Hammer for his book Scrublands. Now, Chris has been a journalist for oh, over 30 years. He's published nonfiction. Uh, And then he published this Scrublands, his work of fiction, and he's got another one due out next year. So let's read a little bit about this, because I hadn't heard of Chris or his books before reading about this awards ceremony. So sorry, Chris, but I'm learning now. So Scrublands. In an isolated country town ravaged by drought, a charismatic young priest opens fire on his congregation, killing five men before being shot dead himself a year later journalist martin scarsden arrives in riversend to write a feature on the anniversary of the tragedy but the story he hears from the locals don't fit with the accepted version of events just as martin believes he is making headway a shocking discovery rocks the town the bodies of two backpackers missing since the time of the massacre Are found in the scrublands. The media descends on Riversend, and Martin is the one in the spotlight. Wrestling with his own demons, Martin finds himself risking everything to uncover a truth that becomes more complex with every twist. But there are powerful forces determined to stop him, and he has no idea how far they will go to make sure the town's secrets stay buried. Now, on Amazon, out of 305 ratings, that's an average of 4.4, which is very good. This book sounds really interesting. I'm going to be putting that in my need to need to read pile, uh, definitely. So the cover, it looks like a very dry, arid desert with a, a barn on it, something like that. Um, three quarters of the picture is just the grey sky and then the sort of very dry land and building. A dead river, a dying town, a killer's secrets. So that's uh, Scrublands by Chris Hammer. So very good. So then the next award was the uh, CWA Gold Dagger for Nonfiction. And this was awarded to Ben McIntyre, who wrote The Spy and the Traitor. Now, there's been a lot of attention for this book. I've heard it talked about on other podcasts on YouTube, all sorts of things. Um, And Ben is already very well published and he's presented and written BBC documentaries of his work. Um, And this is about the greatest espionage story of the Cold War. So let's read a bit more about it. A thrilling Cold War story about a KGB double agent by one of Britain's greatest historians. On a warm July evening in 1985, a middle aged man stood on the pavement of a a busy avenue in the heart of Moscow, holding a plastic carrier bag. In his grey suit and tie, he looked like any other Soviet citizen. The bag alone was mildly conspicuous, printed with the red logo of Safeway, the British supermarket. The man was a spy for MI6, a senior KGB officer. For more than a decade, he had supplied his British spy masters with a stream of priceless secrets from deep within the Soviet intelligence machine. No spy had done more to damage the KGB. The Safeway Bag was a signal to activate his escape plan to be smuggled out of Soviet Russia. So began one of the boldest and most extraordinary episodes in the history of espionage. In The Spy and the Traitor, he reveals a tale of betrayal, duplicity and raw courage that changed the course of the Cold War forever. And that's got 487 ratings with an average of 4.8. Very good. Now, I am afraid I don't like non-fiction because with the job that I do, I read an awful lot of non-fiction. So my leisure time tends to be fiction. And I I do find spy books hard. I don't know why. I love watching spy films. I just find it hard to get into it. Maybe I'm just trying the wrong books. Maybe this is something I I need to read. This book does sound really interesting. I'm sort of hovering over my, I'd want to order it, but I'm not going to because it's not for me, but it sounds absolutely brilliant for anyone who's interested in spies, who likes non-fiction books. Um, and uh, might be one I'd buy a few people for Christmas, actually, so there we go. So that's uh, Ben McIntyre, The Spy and The Traitor. Next, we had the CWA Ian Fleming Steel Dagger Award. And this went to Holly Watt for her book, To the Lions. Now, this is very interesting. So this is going to be published in the pub. Well, it's published now, but the paperback is going to be published in January uh, 2020. Um, Now, Holly is an investigative investigative journalist. Can I pronounce my words? I think I managed. Um, And she worked on the MP's expenses and the Panama Papers. She's written for quite a few big newspapers, Sunday Times, Telegraph, Guardian. Uh, And this book is about a journalist, funnily enough. So a journalist must follow the clues no matter how far that takes her. Casey Benedict, star reporter at The Post, has infiltrated the lives and exposed the lies of countless politicians and power players. Using her network of contacts, Casey is always on the search for the next big story, no matter how much danger this might place her in, no matter what cost emotionally. Tipped off by an overheard conversation at an exclusive London nightclub, she begins to investigate the apparent suicide of a wealthy young British man whose death has left his fiancé and family devastated. Casey's determined hunt for the truth will take her from the glitz of Saint-Tropez to the deserts of Libya and onto the very darkest corners of the human mind. Now, that's got 51 ratings, which is averaging out at 4.5 out of 5. Um, the cover is very grey. I think it's the sea with like a cracked lens Um, but I'm not entirely sure, but that's probably just the way I'm looking at the cover of that. So apologies. But in red, bold to the lions. And then it says a journalist must follow the clues no matter how far that takes her. So that's to the lions by Holly Watt. I'm quite intrigued by that one. And I haven't heard of Holly. Again, this is brilliant with these awards because these are new authors, Uh, to get uh, involved with, interested with, read about and uh, sort of chart their, their career progression, which is great. So we've gone through quite a few. We've had a break for a drink. Shall we have a break for a snack now? Now, I did a quick rummage round before I started recording to see what stash of chocolate I had, which was sadly lacking. So I have got out a Tupperware box full of kids sweets. Because my son had to do, um, he had to do, create a 3D image of a specialised cell the other day, which involved a cake, covering a cake in sweets, basically. I think that was all it was. Enough to push you into a diabetic coma. But there's quite a few sweets left over. So I'm not, I do prefer chocolate, but there's some smarties here. So I think I'm going to have a smartie, obviously an orange smartie. Let's get our facts straight. Um. And there we go. Very nice, very tasty. So we've had a break for a snack. Do you must have a snack as well? Help yourself. Sorry, if you were sitting here, I'd offer you a smartie. Obviously, not the orange ones, those are mine. Um, but any other colour, you are allowed. So let's reconvene. Actually, I'm going to have another slurp of coffee just to keep me going. There we go. Very nice. Um, so the next award is the CWA International Dagger. And this was awarded to Dov Dov Alfon for A Long Night in Paris, uh, translated by Daniela Zamir. Um, Dov is an Israeli journalist and author. Uh, He was chief editor of uh, Israel's largest publishing house. um, And for about three years, he was editor in chief of one of their most respected newspapers as well. Um, So this book is uh, the cover is... Uh, Paris um, very grey black and in red is other words a long night in Paris and then the author's name Dov Alphon in white so let's shall we have a look at what this is about let's when an Israeli tech exec disappears from Charles de Gaulle airport with a woman in red logic dictates youthful indiscretion but Israel is on the state of high alert nonetheless Colonel Ziv Abadi Apologies if I've not pronounced that right. The new head of unit 8200 special section just happens to have arrived on the same flight. For Commissaire Leger of the Paris police, all coincidences are suspect. When a second young Israeli from the flight is kidnapped, this time at gunpoint from his hotel room, his suspicions are confirmed and a diplomatic crisis looms. As the race to identify the victims and the reasons behind their abductions intensifies, a covert Chinese commando team watches from the rooftops, while hour by hour the morgue receives fresh bodies from around Paris. This could be one long night in the City of Light. Um, So very good. That's uh, got 74 ratings, an average of 3.7 and uh, very good. Looks to be a really interesting book, particularly if you're interested in that sort of element. I'm not sure it's one I'm going to be ordering, but that's just because it doesn't suit me and my particular preference for uh, crime fiction. But very, very good and well done for, for winning the award. So the next one is the CWA books, Historical Dagger. And this has been awarding to an author, S.G. McLean, uh, for their book, Destroying Angel. Um, now, she's got a PhD in history, specialising 16th, 17th century Scottish history. Quite specialist. Um, she's already written uh, historical th- thrillers set in Scotland and then a new series set in Oliver Cromwell's London. Um, and this book, Destroying Angel, is actually the third in the series of The Seeker. So this book is, again, quite a dark cover. It looks like there's uh, someone going through an underground tunnel in London. Um, someone obviously dressed up in the appropriate attire of, of the time uh, with a sword. And uh, looks like there's trouble ahead. So let's read um, a bit of the information. Captain Damien Seeker has gone north charged with preparing the way for the rule of major generals he is now under the command of colonel robert lilburn of york but when lilburn orders him to a small village on the north york moors with details of the stringent new anti-royalist laws seeker finds that what should be a routine visit will reveal a plot to rival anything in scheming london An invitation to dinner at the house of local businessman Matthew Pullen lifts the lid on the bubbling cauldron of grudges and resentment that is Faithly Village. The local constable, drunk on the tiny bit of power he holds, using it to avenge old resentments. The hated lord of the manor, the last of the staunchly royalist family who has managed to avoid suspicion of treachery for now. The vicar on trial for his job and his home, accused of ungodly acts. And the Pullens themselves proudly Puritan, but disillusioned with Cromwell's government, respected and despised in faithfully in equal measure. The man for whom this unlikely gathering was organised? The trier. The enforcer of Puritan morality for local villages hasn't shown up, and by the end of the night one of those gathered around matthew pullen's table will be fatally poisoned seeker must find out the motive behind the death mushroom misidentification petty revenge or part of a larger plot against cromwell's government in the north but who in faithfully, if anyone can he trust and when the most painful part of his past reappears after 11 years will the seeker meet his match Now, 74 ratings, that's got an average of 4.7 out of 5. So something good's going on here, people. Uh, So that's S.G. McLean, Destroying Angel. If historical thrillers is your thing, then why aren't you reading this? You need to start immediately. So the next book is the short story dagger, the CWA short story dagger. And there's been an award for somebody, but then there's also highly commended. Do you like a highly commended? Um, so, the winner was uh, Danuta Cott writing as Danuta Rhea uh, in The Dummies Guide to Serial Killing. Love that title. Um, in fact, the full s- uh, title of the book is The Dummies Guide to Serial Killing Another Fantastic Female Fables. Uh, and this book is an eclectic mix of tales of female strength. From nail-biting suspense to otherworldly dilemmas, from touching portraits of personal tragedy to heartwarming stories of triumph over adversity. The Dummies Guide to Serial Killing and other fantastic female fables showcases new talent alongside seasoned professionals. It will take you on a roller coaster of emotion from heart-stopping terror to tears of joy. Uh, So... As I say, Danuta Rea wrote The Dummies Guide to Serial Killing, which is one piece of writing in that book. And she won the short story Dagger, which is just brilliant. Uh, The highly commended, as I mentioned, is uh, Teresa Solana, who wrote I Detest Mozart as her short piece. And that's published in a collection of books by Teresa Solana, which is called The First Prehistoric Serial Killer and Other Stories. Um, and uh, that's about well that's an impressive and very funny collection of stories apparently but the fun is very dark indeed the oddest things happen statues decompose and stink out galleries two old grandmothers are vengeful killers a prehistoric detective on the verge of becoming the first religious charlatan trails a triple murder that is threatening cave life as the early innocents knew it Well, that does sound really different. So, uh, as I say, that's highly commended. Teresa Solana, I Detest Mozart, was the name of her short story published in uh, the first prehistoric serial killer and other stories. Gosh, we're getting through them. You're being very patient with me. But I do feel we should break for another drink now. Uh, And just think about the smartest that I had. Apologies if you're listening to this from another country, uh, not England. You might not get Smarties, I don't know. But if if you do, or if you're having them in England, my question to you is how much is a Smartie chocolate and how much is it sugar and therefore a sweet? Because they're much more sugary than I remember. Less chocolatey, more sugary. So, is actually, you see, I would have categorised a Smartie as chocolate before, but I'm actually thinking now it's a sweet. You see, these are very important things. Anyway, I'll have another swig of the coffee because we're about to get on to a very interesting award. Bear with. Right. So this award is the CWA Dagger in the Library, and this has been awarded to Kate Ellis. Now, Kate has been a teacher. She's been an accountant. And then she started to write using her interest in medieval history and archaeology. And her novels feature archaeology graduate Detective Sergeant Wesley Peterson, uh, who fights crime in the south in South Devon. She's current. Kate is currently working on her 24th Wesley Peterson novel, which is extraordinary. Um, I'm sure I've read one of Kate's books, but I haven't read this one. So. I think I need to look her back up and and start looking at some of these books, because 24 books, that's a lot of books to be catching up on. Anyway, so her latest is Dead Man's Lane. And this, the picture of the book, it's uh, a dark night. There's um, a muddy field, a noose hanging from a tree. And it says some path leads only to the grave. And Dead Man's Lane is in red letters. So let's read a bit about what it's about. Strangefields Farm is notorious for its sinister history, ever since artist Jackson Temples lured young women there to model for disturbing works of art. Some of those girls never left the house alive. Now, decades later, Strangefields is to be transformed into a holiday village, but the developers' hopes of its dark history being forgotten are dashed. When a skull is found on the site, and when a local florist is found murdered in an echo of Temples' crimes, D.I. Wesley Peterson fears that the copycat killer is at large, especially when another brutal murder in a nearby village appears to be linked. As Wesley's friend, archaeologist Dr. Neil Watson, uncovers the secrets of Strangefield's grisly past, it seems that an ancient tale of the dead returning to torment the living might not be as fantastical as it seems, and Wesley must work fast to discover who's behind the recent murders before someone close to him is put in danger. Um, that's only got 30 ratings but it's averaging 4.8 out of 5 very very good so yeah Kate Ellis and uh, she won the Dagger in the Library award and she's got the series the uh, Wesley Peterson series and this latest one is Dead Man's Lane so there we go Um, so the next award was the CWA debut dagger Now, this is really interesting. So the winner of this was Shelley Burr for her book, Wake. Uh, Shelley is a writer and she works as a public servant in Canberra, Australia. Wake is her first novel. My only slight query is I thought CWA was really um, promoting British authors, but maybe I've got that wrong. So apologies if I've got that wrong. But anyway, it still looks really interesting. So... um, Wake is about me. uh, Well, in Wake, it's about Mina McCreary, who's grown up in the shadow of her twin sister, Evelyn's disappearance 20 years ago. The impossible case of a girl who vanished from her bed on a remote property in New South Wales has long obsessed the press, amateur sleuths and conspiracy theorists. A popular theory is that Mina herself killed Evelyn. When private investigator Lane Holland reopens the case, the answer seems closer than ever before. But Lane has a dangerous agenda of his own. So that sounds very interesting. And then there was a highly commended as well. Um, And so highly commended was Catherine Hendricks, who has written the book Hard Ways. Now, Catherine's American and she works uh, Well, she did work as a felony uh, prosecutor, More recently, a trial lawyer for the Washington State Attorney General. Um, She's written other books and apparently it says she's starting on the crime novel programme at City University of London. Now, you may say, what is the crime novel programme at City University of London? And I can tell you it's a 10 week class. It starts in January 2020. So get signed up quick. And it's about helping people to uh, write and structure a crime novels. So that sounds very good. And apparently Catherine's planning to become a full time author, which is must be a huge leap. So good for her. The book uh, Hardways is about homicide detective Gwen Drake, who has to investigate the murder of somebody found headless. Uh, on top of a laurel hedge in a munned Seattle neighbourhood. Her prime suspect is a cop-hating judge who is, like the victim, one of her high school classmates. So that sounds very interesting as well, and that's something to look out for. Uh, so the winner of the CWA debut dagger was Shelley Burr for Wake, and the highly commended Catherine Hendricks. Hard Ways. The only other award was given for the best crime and mystery publisher. I think that's hard because all publishers work so hard, well, just as authors, really, to produce such a variety of books for us all. And we're just so grateful for all the work that they do. Um, but the winner was No Exit Press, who produced a variety of uh, different types of crime books, which is great. So well done to everybody there, And well done to you for surviving this podcast. Uh, Just something a bit different. And next time I'll be talking about some books that I've just finished. Answering a reader's, uh, reader's, see, I still can't stop saying that. A listener's question and more bookish chat. Talk to you soon. Take care now. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Quick Book Reviews podcast. That's enough books. Said no one,
1: ever. See you again soon.